Welcome everyone to today's E&E training where we will be talking about missions in Oceania. If you are at all interested in going on a missions trip to any of the islands in Oceania and want to know what it's like or what to expect or just enjoy learning about contextualizing the gospel in different cultures, this training is for you. For those of you who are new to International Commission, our mission is equipping and enabling believers of the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide by partnering with local churches and evangelism to share his gospel with unbelievers and make disciples. Everything we do is filtered through this mission and our vision, which is to share the gospel and make disciples, whether it's across the street or around the world. One way we do this is by sending teams around the world on short-term trips to partner with churches and together go out and share the good news of Jesus with people that the church members have been praying for. We train the missionaries who go on these trips on how to share the gospel using a variety of simple gospel sharing tools that the team then teaches to the receiving churches so everyone feels equipped, enabled, and encouraged to share about Jesus. For 50 years, IC has been partnering with churches in nearly every country to strategically equip, enable, reach, and disciple people to Christ. Each and every year, we receive hundreds of thousands of praise reports of people who have heard the gospel and have made the decision to follow Christ. And we just hope to keep going for another 50 years to the glory of God. The purpose of these E&E trainings is to equip and enable you to grow in confidence so you can share the gospel and make disciples with a variety of people using a different applicable gospel sharing tools. Specifically, this training will serve to open your eyes to missions in Oceania, which are all those tiny little island nations out in the Pacific. So you're going to learn how it differs from other countries and cultures and hopefully be a source of information and encouragement if you are considering going to that area of the world yourself, either short-term or long-term. Today, I am joined by two wonderful people. We have Marianne and Usiah. Marianne is a frequent goer on IC's short-term trips. And Usaya is one of IC's international leaders who is a native of one of the islands in Oceania. You are going to hear from both of these people about their cross-cultural ministry experience as both a goer on a short-term team and as a receiver of a short-term team. So without any further ado, it's time to meet Marianne and Usai. So hello, everyone. Thank you for yeah. joining me for today's training. Hola. <laughs> Let me start with our short-term missionary, Marianne. You have been with IC several times, so will you just tell everyone who you are, what you do, and where you live? Well, I'm retired from working. I was a human resource manager, but uh, I retired and started volunteering at Salvation Army, and Guy Weathers came in that day and said he needed somebody to go to Tomahan, Indonesia, and everybody said, Marianne, you go. I said, what? I can't afford it. He says, well, do you think God can? I said, yes, hmm. God did. He provided. And it's been such a blessing ever since I said yes. And that's why I'm able now, just trusting God that I can go on eight of them so far. But my one of them, was Armenia and I had, I had COVID so they wouldn't let me go. Mm. But I have loved every country I've went to and every one of them is different. And I use all of the equipping and enabling 
tools that you've given me and they all work. In fact, when I was with Usaya there, each, each place presented a different type of person, either a Buddhist, a Muslim, a Catholic, all these different things. And we had time limits at some time. So I'd do the 15 second testimony or whatever it took. And what was nice is that it, it helped the ladies that were following me and the preachers to see how to do it. We were discipling them. Yes. And I thank you for doing all of this hard work because it's been very helpful to me. And that's where I got over my fear of sharing the gospel is just watching it a lot. Uh, well, praise God. I'm so glad that the trainings have helped and that the tools that yeah. we teach are helpful. And you mentioned Guy Weathers. So for those of you who don't know who Guy Weathers is, he serves with the International Commission and he's our area strategy director for Oceania. So he works with all of the pastors and leaders in that area of the world and some other areas of the world um, and helps kind of train up the leaders using Operation Andrew, which is the main prayer resource that we use at IC. So yeah. Marianne and Guy know each other. And he was the one who said, hey, Marianne, you should go with us. So <laughs> thank you, Marianne, for sharing that. And now Pastor Usaya, share with us who you are, what you do, and where do you live? Hello, everyone. Well, as a greeting word in Fiji. Uh, uh, we, I live in Nendi, where the international airport is in Fiji. It's the hub of the Pacific, in the South Pacific. And um, I'm, I live close to town, and I'm the senior pastor of Gates of Glorious Hope Church, and also the evangelism director for our 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 mother church called the Fiji Evangelical Fellowship. And we're based in Nandi, but we travel all around with Fiji. Uh, we there's about 330 islands in Fiji, some are uninhabited. But at the moment, we are reaching out to the bigger ones, the main ones, the main islands. There are 14 provinces in this nation. Uh, you would be surprised that even though Fiji is called a Christian country, there are people in Fiji who still haven't heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. And we are trying our very best, working with uh, IC, the International Commission, with the resource tools that they have, uh, reaching out to these people. Uh, Alison, uh, in the, after I met Guy uh, three three years ago, I believe, uh, when we first had an encounter, when he came in, I wasn't that interested uh, because I uh, met him for the first time. And then when he came back and he and I attended one of his uh, training, and then somehow I'm led to know more. But this time when Pastor Guy came around, it was the the directive came from our headquarters that for, for me to be representative to this training and uh, i knew that the heart of the church was there so when i finally met him and got to know the gospel and the the resources that he has available so the uh, last couple of months when they were here we we had a great um, awareness you know uh, even though I've been in ministry for the last 20 years, I, I'm, I was a pastor at a, at a very young age. But he said, like, um, after the last uh, couple of the weeks that they were here, it revived. You know, I'm, I'm driven to Psalms 23, where it says, it refreshes my soul, it revives my heart and my hunger for the lost. And, um, 
And I thank God for IC. I thank God for allowing the door for that divine encounter. Uh, you know, Fiji, while it um, may sound uh, uh, exciting for some, well, it's a paradise, they might say. Um, and when it comes to the gospel, like Marian has said, uh, it's a Christian country, but we have Muslims and Hindus and other faith based in this nation as well. And it gives them the freedom to practice their religion. And sometimes it's hard when we want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ or share our faith uh, to them. Um, just about our culture uh, in Fiji, the, we call it the Itoke culture is very dominant. Uh, we love to live communally. Uh, we love to do things uh, communally. And, and uh, we are very, very hospitable people. We're yeah. very happy people. You wouldn't know what we go through because there's always going to be a smile on our face. Yes. Uh, and then uh, once you get to know us, then you realize um, what um, uh, what we go through. But that seems to be also one of the barriers of sharing the gospel because we love to keep things to ourselves. And we are not a very kind of people who are excited to try new things. We're very traditional. Uh, and not only for Fiji, but also for the South Pacific. They, even though we we received the gospel of peace and um, the gospel of Jesus Christ, they are very much still like to keep their traditions to them. Mm. Uh, uh, we, when the team was here uh, a couple of months ago, we showed them uh, our tradition. We, we introduced them to what we go through on the ground. Marian would know that. Um, and then we shared a bit of what our culture is all about. Uh, and then there are places where people don't actually allow or are very welcoming. Uh, they're kept to themselves. They are scared that uh, Christianity may change the way they live. Uh, Christianity may change the their lifestyle. So people love to, to keep themselves. Uh, also, I would like to thank, uh, thank the, the team and IC. Uh, because we were introduced to the various resources there. Oh, let me not forget, um, uh, Alison, that um, we now have called our mission team. Before we used to call them a mission team. Now we call them Operation Andrew. Oh, so, that's great. Yes. <laughs> Operation Andrew. So we go, and then we, after the team have left, uh, we now have Operations Andrew every week. It's on a weekly basis. It's um, two Two days in a week, our teams out there in the field, they're reaching out to schools, to prisons, to hospitals. They are still doing, they're doing reaching out to the communities. Uh, before we used to have two hours of reaching out to the communities now because we only have two days. They go at nine and they come back at four every day. So whoever's available, it's not just a certain team, but we encourage everyone in church. Uh, we are doing trainings for them also with uh, how to use the, Evangel cubes and the questionnaires that we were given, the forms that we were also given, all those questions that we needed to ask. Uh, like Marian said, uh, one of the the factor that we face is time. Like people are always on a rush to go somewhere, but we are, if we if, if they have a minute or two, we would love to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and and the calls. The amazing thing is that we get callbacks. Uh, people actually call back and ask if we could have uh, time for prayer. Uh, just um, two weeks ago, our, the team was in Taviuni. That's a 23-hour trip. Uh, we went by boat. We slept. 
because we, 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 it was new for the team to travel that far. And we didn't know anybody in the, the Savu Savu town. So the team slept at the bus station for six hours. Mm -hmm. uh, we just spread our bags and we slept at the bus stations and we shared uh, whatever everybody had their snack or carried with them until we bought the boat the next morning to go to Taveuni where we were all going to take on a mission. And when we reached there, uh, it's a, Taveuni has about 2,000 or 3,000 people living on that island alone and it's uh, Catholic dominated. So when I'm, when I'm saying that, you would know that these people are not very open to us sharing our faith. But God really did a lot of amazing things, a healing process. The, um, the, we thought we were just there for a week. Now, um, after doing our operations center, we are able to plant a church. And wow. uh, so, yeah, uh, we have got a guy who we have trained and now we are uh, supplying our resources to him. And uh, in, a, uh, in a week's time, we're sending another person to go and to help him. So we're trying to, uh, in, in January, we're sending we're sending the team back to Taveuni, the Operation Andrew team. But this time, we'll, last time we only sent 10. This time we're trying to send 20, so just to help the team on the ground. Uh, and then uh, we are going to do a series of training for them before they actually go out to Taveuni. And when we come back from Taveuni, the team will be in uh, Levuka. Levuka is, uh, also has a population of 10,000 people. That's a different island on its own. And, and the Operation Andrew team will be there. Uh, there's a lot of villages there. Uh, I've spoken to, uh, we, we, we actually, in December, we are taking uh, a pastor to go in, also plant a church in uh, Levuka, in another island. But our team is going to go with her and after a week, she'll be left there on her own. We'll come back. Wow. And in January, we'll, a team will also go to Levuka. There was one team going to Taveuni, another team going to Levuka. And then in, in March, we're going to try. And, and wherever we go, we try to build the Operation Andrew team also at every, every island. Yes. So, so far, that's the work here on the ground. There's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. uh, especially in schools, in prisons, and also uh, in towns and cities. And uh, where at the moment our focus is all the villages and all the all the um, the Indian community. Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, most of the Ito, okay, which is the Fijian people, they have received Christ, mm -hmm. but it's the Indians who uh, who are very not welcoming. But now you would be amazed how many of them are coming to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Just uh, some of the stuff I would like to share about our country and what we're doing here on the ground. And uh, yes, uh, if you ask me, if the American people's uh, uh, time here in Fiji was very effective, they were very effective, not only to our community in Andy, but into our church as well. They kind of gave us the, the drive, you know, uh, when we, we started Operation Andrew, I only picked the middle-aged people because of their strength and stamina. Mm -hmm. But after seeing the team that came from America, you know, now, now everyone in church wants to do Operation Andrew. Yes, you know, great. That's what we members, want. <laughs> even our senior members, they know that they have so much time that they could spend. You know, Marianne and all the team, they encourage them because of the yes. age they're in and they have their love for Christ. 
And I'm, that's something that I love about these uh, international commissions. Like it gives the heart to everyone from young to old to, to share about the, their testimony in the gospel. And I love the testimony that the team left behind, their personal testimonies. And now we are recreating our own, mm -hmm. uh, something similar. So we're sharing our own testimony. Uh, how to come to, I've been a Christian all my life. I grew up in a Methodist church. And then I joined uh, the Pentecostal church at the early age of 14. I was introduced to the Pentecostal church by my aunt. Um, and she was a prayer warrior. Uh, mm -hmm. And she showed me how to have a closer relationship with the Lord. That was a total turnaround for me. Even though I was a Christian, I've never experienced Christ the way that I experienced it after 14, uh, when I turned 14. And ever since, my work with the Lord has been amazing. It's been stronger. And joining IC has opened my eyes, and now I'm not I'm not just me. I'm not just uh, driven. The whole church is driven to do this. Yes, um, praise God. Well, Pastor, let me back up just a little bit and fill in some gaps for people who may be watching, who are hearing names and hearing information, but kind of don't know what it is. So, for context, an American team partnered with your church and other churches in Fiji in the summer of 2023. Right. I, yeah. I believe it was July. OK. And that was the first time that I see had sent a team to Fiji and you all, your church and some other churches in Fiji had been preparing for the team to come using Operation Andrew. So then, Marianne, you were a part of that team who went. How many people were on your team? I think there was 10 or 12. I can't remember. Because okay. we, break up, we break up and go off in groups. Nearly 20 of them, I think 15 to it came, yeah. Oh, great. Okay. So about a team of 15 Americans, um, we helped train the Americans who went on this trip. They went to Fiji and then broke off into teams to go and partner with um, the churches and all of the church members in, how, how many churches were a part of the partnership? Do you know, Pastor Usiah? Was it six uh, churches, 10 churches? Yeah. Okay. There were about so, six to 10 churches that partner with us. Oh, perfect. Okay. So a couple Americans went or partnered with one church, and then those church members and the Americans went out together to share the gospel. So, Pastor, what you're sharing is in the months following, these churches have now been ignited with a new fire. You've been ignited with a new yeah. fire for evangelism because you've seen how Operation Andrew works. And when you just go with boldness and with confidence to share the gospel, people are ready to hear. They want to receive God has been preparing their hearts. Someone just has to go and tell them. And as we know, we are not the ones that change people's hearts. Right. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. No. But God Amen. does call us to go to proclaim the gospel, to make disciples. And so that is what we're doing. That is what you all are doing. So thank you for mm. being faithful and obedient in going, Marianne, and pastor in serving your community and continuing to go to share the gospel because that's what we want at International Commission. We want to teach you and model and and share the gospel together with the team. But then after the team leaves, okay, now you know what to do. So continue on this evangelism and discipleship. So that is so encouraging and awesome to hear about how you have Operation Andrew teams who go out every week sharing the gospel with people, even to really, really small remote villages or islands um, where you know that there are people who don't yet believe in Christ. So that is just an awesome report. Thank you for sharing about what's going on in your country. And Marianne, let me just ask you, you said you've been on eight trips with the International Commission, the first one being in South Asia. And why did you decide to go on this particular trip over the summer to Fiji? 
guy asked me. <laughs> I've been sick for a while with cancer and I'm better now. Guy's wife was very helpful in during that time for me and also we sponsor guy to a certain degree and we've just he was my pastor for years and then he quit for IC. So I think that's it. You know, he's been a wonderful pastor <laughs> and uh, anyway, he just I always like to listen to him preach. And it's the only way I can hear him preach is when we go off somewhere. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So, Marianne, when you went to Fiji, was that your first time in um, uh, in a country in Oceania? Uh, well, does walking through Ast uh, Australia count? Sure, that can count. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you walked through Australia. Well, we just walked through to get our feet clean and then get on another plane. I thought. Okay. I had said he was working on Australia as well. Awesome. So did anything surprise you about the culture or did you notice anything that was the biggest difference between American culture and Fiji culture? Well, I know Allison, you're from, you're here in Texas and you notice most people in Texas are very friendly and we smile a lot and we are our brother's keeper here they are like that there too in fiji those were the sweetest people i've mm -hmm. ever encountered that just would give you anything you needed and just took care of you like you were their long lost daughter it, it was amazing and how quickly they picked up on doing the different things that i demonstrated for them and they were on wednesday we got there on monday and on wednesday they were using the tools we've given them and we're loving using them. In fact, one of the ladies asked me if I could stay 10 more days. I think she just liked me a lot. <laughs> I really liked her. I Don't forget the feast, Marion. <laughs> I loved you guys. And I just, I even loved the, the trip to the island. It was fun. When it comes to sharing the gospel in Fiji, you know, you're, you're taught a lot of different tools and we always yeah. tell people, just use what works for you. There's no magic bullet right. or special ingredient to sharing the gospel, but we help train people in different tools. And we say, use what works for you or what's most comfortable or what works in the situation. Um, so when it came to sharing the gospel in Fiji, was there any particular tool that you saw worked best for those that you shared with or one that you felt most comfortable with? The Avenger Cube was really interesting yeah. to most people who saw it. And even I had a little girl, I forget her name, but she was just about six years old. And she watched me the whole time when we went to villages. And she was so into watching. And I had a little bitty one too that I purchased. And I said, if you follow me and you watch me, I will give you one, uh, this last one, this little thing when I leave. And so I did the night, we did our closing rally. And when we left, that team, all of the ladies went to the airport and waited for us there to say goodbye again. I mean, they're just outstanding. The whole church gates of glorious hope. Oh, praise God. Yeah. And same question for you, Pastor Yusai. Um, you know, when the team came or even before they came, was there any certain um, gospel sharing tool or way that you shared about Christ to people that you found um, they were really receptive to? 
I think uh, most of it, because I've been in ministry for so long, sometimes we cannot keep to our time of, uh, and sometimes uh, what I've learned during this time, the Avenger Group helps, helps us manage our time. So yeah. we can reach a lot of people where, I, I'm, I mean, for all my years of being pastor, I've been taught the cell, cell group system. You know, we go into our house and in one day we can just hit three houses or four. With the, with the training that I see brought, you know, we are reaching more houses in a day, right. right? We are reaching more than 20, or 30, sometimes close to 30 houses because eventually it helps us manage our time. And everything that we need to share is all articulated in those pictures. And and now, because we use it so frequently, like everybody has learned to become an expert of how to maneuver them. Um, and that's one of, one of the great tools that we've been introduced to. Uh, yes, praise God. That is awesome. Now, the Banjo Cube, as you both said, works really well and you've enjoyed using it. Would you say there's any don'ts when it comes to sharing the gospel. Um, sometimes just with different cultures, it's not appropriate to, um, I don't know, say certain things or present it a certain way. Um, so pastor, especially you having been doing ministry and being a pastor there for a couple of decades, are, would you say there's any don'ts when it comes to sharing the gospel there? Well, um, when uh, Guy came in the beginning, that's something that we addressed with her, with him, sorry. Uh, is that when when you come into Fiji, especially in our culture, like they they are not really going to accept a foreigner or a stranger in the first place. Mm. So what did what the operation and what the operation Andrew and I, the team did this time, they partner with the locals. So that's how I think they were easily accepted in most of the settlements in Fiji in the villages because of that. So if if I have to advise for someone to come in to do mission work in Fiji. You know, it's always good to have a familiar face to go with you right. uh, into all these settlements and all these um, uh, villages. Uh, I know that we are, sometimes we are driven and we want to do things on our own. Uh, you could get hurt or uh, so say uh, you might not receive the welcome that you expect uh, because if you go on your own. So this time around, I believe we covered a lot of areas because the American team came and partnered with the local churches and we introduced them to uh, to the community or to the Fijian people. Uh, yes. When it comes to the, especially we, because there's a lot of Muslims in Fiji as well. Uh, one thing I picked out while the team was here, they uh, we don't just go and introduce Jesus. So we take it slowly. And we I've heard the mention of Jesus Christ in the prayer, which was amazing, you know, because we don't just come and bombard our Christ to them while sharing the gospel. Uh, the team took it easy, took it slowly. And then at the end, when they were wrapping up, they start introducing Jesus Christ. I just love that, uh, how they, uh, that, that format that they, the team used. So I, if something that I would advise, proper training, uh, the team that came to Fiji, they were all well-trained. And they, well, and then it was a learning as we go, even for my team, even though we've mm -hmm. done the training ourselves, even though we've, I've trained them. Uh, when the team was here, they learned a lot while watching American mm -hmm. team when they came. And Ellison, uh, uh, if the team are to come to Fiji, uh, I would love that they have a heart to share, you know, uh, not only share to sharing the gospel, like learn to to share what they have, what they have known, uh, the experiences as well. So, you know, 
on these trips that we go to, there are times where the, the, our team and American team are just on their own, on the bus, or on their walk. You know, those are good times to, to talk. And there was a lot of communications happening between the teams, the partnering team, uh, before we even went. And how, um, you know, for us Fijians, like we, when uh, there's a gate is closed, we keep knocking until it's open. But one thing that the, that the team came back and said, you know, the, we send, we pray, God, you would open the door. And we pray for them. Even though the door is closed, we still pray for them. We touch the, the gates. And that was, for the Fijian people, that was something funny. Uh, <laughs> it was something new. But uh, Marian, after you guys left, most of these houses, that the doors were not open, the gates were not open. The second round, team went to the second round visitation. These people were very welcoming. You know, it, it was amazing. And that, those are just a few things. Um, and also, if you're coming to Fiji, we are people who love to feast. Uh, they are kind <laughs> of foods that we would love to share. It's, very, it's just disrespectful to us when we're sharing something and you don't have at least a piece of it. Uh, mm. At least show us that you would like to taste it. Uh, and also, just be honest that this is something you're allergic to or you are not eating these. Uh, yeah, the team would know. That we, 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 we put a feast nearly every day for them. Uh, I know we you, the way we cook our meal is totally different because most of the food we eat is uh, cooked from the earth oven or firewoods. Uh, it's just because we love the taste and the smell of firewoods. Uh, but um, it's always good to know. Uh, what what guy what pastor guy did was send us uh, the list of things that the Americans might not like to to enjoy or might like not like to have. So, but we kept that even though there were some restrictions, we left it on the side for those people who risk takers who would like to try it for the <laughs> first time. <laughs> yes, that's wonderful. That's great. Yeah, thank you for sharing about your culture and your people because you had mentioned that um, Fijians. Um, what did you say? Uh, they're they're a little bit reserved to foreigners, is that right? Yeah. And some countries and cultures we go to, they love foreigners. They they when they see an American, that makes them want to listen in even more. So I'm really glad that you shared that about your country and culture because that is different from other parts of the world. That's things that people need to be aware of if and when they go to your area of the world is maybe not to just show up you know, without a contact nearby and without um, a, a partner, either another missionary, a local missionary or a pastor. Otherwise, people might, you know, put up a wall so that they they won't engage them as easily as they would unless someone was there with them who they knew. Like you were saying, you know, we, the American teams went out with the church members. So people were mo more open and receptive to what the Americans had to share. So I'm really glad that that partnership aspect was there. Amen. Pastor, have you ever received a team from America before on a short-term trip, or was this the first time? Um, this is the first time. Yeah, after the now after the I the team, the American team from IC uh, left. The more doors opening up. The Australians, the New Zealanders are all all reaching out and willing because I'm, I think it's because of the. The photos we posted on our Facebook page, on our church page. Uh, most people are also reaching out if they could come and partner with our team. Uh, That's yeah, great. That is, yeah, that yeah. is wonderful. Mm. 
so when International Commission sent a team to you in the summer of 2023, that was the first time that your church had received a short-term team. Okay. The people who were sent to us were just here to preach. Okay, I see. So most of the Americans that came by when they were sent by our mother churches, like the, the church that we are under the umbrella of, they are only sent to preach on Sundays. Uh, this is for the first time where we actually engaged with a team that came for missions. All right, they, with their people call themselves, oh, we're here on a mission in Fiji, but they're just here to preach on Sundays and yeah. in the weekdays on our pulpits. But never once we were introduced to, to sharing a time to be on the ground with the team. So this was mm -hmm. our first encounter. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that it was a positive and encouraging and equipping experience. That's what it's all about. And I'm just so glad to hear that. Marianne, do you have anything to piggyback off of that? Yes, uh, I would like to say this much about them. There was never a dull moment. We had visits every day. We would walk and it was great because here'd be a house, there'd be a house. We went to a village and went all through that. We went out at night times. We went to the hospitals. We went to the, what's that called? Fire Mountain or Prayer Mountain? Yeah, Prayer Mountain. And we had a bonfire there. and. We prayed and praised and, and it was just, it was magical. God was there. And I just can't say enough about that Fiji. They were really wonderful people. Awesome. Alison, can I just share something? Yes. Um, in Fiji, because we live communally, we have a village chief. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why most of the uh, villages in Fiji were not open to our mission because the authority for every village has to be given by the chief. Right. And one of the amazing things that we did this time, the team that was here in Fiji, that we actually went and present our gifts first to the chiefs. Mm -hmm. And then we prayed for him, for them. Wow. And then they opened the villages for us to do our missions. So in Fiji, that's something that I need to let everyone know that we are governed communally and we have village chiefs. And if the chiefs do not open or given the okay, for us to be in their villages that we won't be able to enter. So that this is really time, good to ICU know. followed yeah. that protocol and we went to the chief's first, the chief's houses, and then the team was given the freedom to right. scatter into the villages. Wow. Yeah, we don't have uh, village chiefs in the United States. So I'm really glad that you brought that up <laughs> so people are aware. You know, in the United States, we could, if we wanted to, we could go up to people's doors and knock on them, whatever neighborhood we want. But in your communities, it's important to go in the hierarchy rank of getting permission yeah. first. And yeah, hopefully that that village chief is a person of peace who will then allow you to go and share. So that's great. Marianne, when it comes to sharing the gospel, have you ever had any fears or reservations or have you always been bold and confident and just know what to say? August 15, 1981, I had a dream and then God showed up in that dream and he told me that I needed to die to myself and start living for Jesus Christ and let him be Lord of my life. Well, when you get a dream like that and it is so real and you know God was speaking to you, I woke up and my whole world was different the next morning. Everything had changed. Behold, all became new. <laughs> And so I was going to every pastor's Bible study. I lived in Irving, Texas at the time. I went to MacArthur Boulevard Baptist Church. It was, uh, that was that movement in my life where I actually got it, if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> I had gone to church for ever since I was a little girl, but I never got it. In fact, I had told my parents that when they sent me up front at the Methodist church to get christened or whatever it was, I thought they said to get hypnotized. And when I came back, I said, he didn't hypnotize me. <laughs> so I didn't get it. <laughs> you know, the Methodist church is more formal and more old English and all of that. And I never quite understood what it, what it was all about. And I'm not going to put down Methodist. It's just I finally found the Baptist church when I turned 20. <laughs> mm. I really like it. And the Pentecostal church, too. Mm -hmm. So you had a dream and you got it. And since then, did you know God wanted you to be a missionary short term or long term? Or did you just know how to share your faith? I just shared my testimony. I shared what I had been reading about it. You know, I'm not a master of the word, but I am always in it trying to learn more and more. But it, it is, uh, it feeds the soul. And with all your help, with your, your uh, tools, and me just listening to what everybody had told me, and I went and did it. And I said, this is not hard. I'm not afraid to do this. The very first time I did it in a schoolroom with 40 kids in school and guys sit down on this floor and watched while I did it. And I'm going, this is so intimidating, <laughs> but I did it. I did it and I found such ease in doing it afterwards. So, no, there's no problem at all now. I just did it last Tuesday at Salvation Army, woman who didn't want to. She said she couldn't believe God would let all these things happen. And so I kept trying to convince her, but I just pray for her now. Yes. Sometimes that's all you can do. Just show exactly. people that you love them. Share uh -huh. your story, your own story of how God has changed your life. No one can refute your story. And I'm so glad that some of the tools that we've taught have helped you and have worked. Um, for those of you who don't know what these tools are that we keep talking about, if you go to our website, internationalcommission.org, and click on training and resources, we have videos, we have PDF guides on things such as the Evangel Cube, um, something called the Three Circles, where you can draw out um, the gospel story. Also, we teach something called the 15-second testimony, and that's just a way to Share your story in a nutshell, in an elevator pitch in 15 seconds right. or less, um, and so many more things. So again, there's not one right, perfect way to share the gospel. We just have a lot of different tools to help people know what to say when the opportunity arises, if they don't know what to say, if they have all this head knowledge, but don't know how to articulate it in actually sharing about Jesus with someone. So we're all a work in progress. No one, none of us have arrived or will ever arrive or get it perfectly every time. Um, praise God that, you know, when we put the effort forth, just have to pray that the Holy Spirit will speak through us because That's I know I've, 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 I've messed up plenty of times and somehow <laughs> people still accepted Christ and I, I don't know how, but just praise God. He is the one that saves. We are just called to be obedient to go and tell. So thank you, Marianne, for going and telling. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Usaya, for going and telling and equipping and continuing to keep your church on fire for doing Operation Andrew, for praying strategically for the loss and actually going out and sharing. It's an encouragement to me and to hopefully everyone who's watching that you don't have to go to a foreign country in order to share the gospel. Yeah. You don't have to go to a foreign country in order to fulfill the Great Commission. Just start where you are. 
start with your neighbors, your neighborhood. Um, pray for persons of peace. Pray for God to open your eyes to people who are waiting and ready to receive um, and who will be a person of peace who wants to hear the gospel. And for those who might not be ready, it's a seed sown. At least they know who you are. They know that you love them and that you care for them. And if people don't want to accept prayer in person in real life, you can always pray for them on your own, not in front of them. So I never feel like it's a fail whenever you try to pursue a gospel conversation with someone or ask if someone needs prayer. If they say no, you can still pray for them and God will hear our request. So thank you all for your faithfulness, your obedience, and for partnering with the International Commission. Do you have any final words to share before um, we end here? I just want to thank, uh, thank IC for the opportunity to be here this morning. Well, it's morning in Fiji. Mm -hmm. uh, and thank you for sending the team over. We're blessed. Uh, and I thank God for this partnership. And I look forward to great things ahead. And also, not only in Fiji, but also for the other South Pacific countries and how we can help equip other pastors out there. So looking forward to that in the future. Yes, yeah. amen. I'm going to Solomon Islands, too, I think, in April. Yeah, I'm that's, that's a trip coming up in 2024. Solomon Islands is another one of those small island nations in Oceania. So, yeah. We're looking forward to you joining us on that trip. If you're interested in going with us either to Oceania or someplace else in the world that God might be laying on your heart or calling you to go, you can check out our website, internationalcommission.org slash go, or click on the go button and you can always see an updated list of where we're sending teams around the world to partner with churches. And we hope that you will respond to the call to go. So thank you guys for going with us, for partnering with us. And let me just close this in a word of prayer. God, thank you for another day of life. Thank you for calling us to go. Thank you for giving us the Great Commission. I pray that all of us would be faithful and obedient to go and make disciples of all nations um, and that we would teach others to obey everything that you commanded us to do. I pray blessings over Pastor Usaya's family and his church, his ministry, and those who are going out. I pray that today would be the day of salvation for many people in Fiji as they're praying for the lost around them, as they're going and telling and sharing. I pray for Marianne in her hometown. I pray that she would be a faithful witness wherever she goes. I pray the same for myself. And Lord, I just thank you for this time. I pray for the people that are watching this, that they've learned something and that they would listen to your Holy Spirit as you lead and guide them. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bye. Bye.